0: Welcome to Grace Life Church Podcast. If you would like any more information about us, please visit our website gracelife.com.au. I want to bring an encouragement to us, and you know just a message that our new kids would be in as well. So I feel like just something that's kind of simple and uh, to the point of why we actually celebrate Christmas. Uh, who's had a, a funny kind of year this year? Who expected uh, some of the stuff that happened this year? Kind of caught us off guard, eh? People came into this year, 2020 is going to be my year. 2020 vision, didn't see that coming. Uh But it's been a year that's kind of shaken people up and there's been a lot of stuff that's happened. And even if you took COVID out of 2020, there's still many of us in this room have experienced things that have rocked our world. There's things that have happened that have just been difficult, sickness, illness, uh, lots of different things that have happened. And at this point in time, we remember that Jesus came into this world, not an old story story. But an actual person, God himself took on flesh and dwelt among us. And he came to save us, to bring us redemption, forgiveness from our sins, and to bring us joy and peace and reconnection with our Father. And as we've been, I've been praying into this uh, Christmas season, I've just had this, this sense in my heart to remember the Prince of Peace. Remember the Prince of Peace. In Isaiah chapter 9, 700 years before Jesus was born in this, into this world, a man named Isaiah who was called by God as a prophet, as a mouthpiece, as someone who spoke on behalf of God, prophesied this to the people of his time. In, in, who were in captivity, they were in a difficult situation, they were in trials and circumstances. And he prophesied, he spoke to them of the hope that was to come in the future. And in verse 6 of chapter 9, it says there, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And his government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. He spoke to the people and he said, there is a time coming when the Messiah will come. And he will be called, what are those words there? He will be called the wonderful counselor. Mighty God, everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And this Christmas, we remember the Prince of Peace is not someone that's far away, but someone that has come close. That the Prince of Peace is right here. And because of Jesus and what he's done, it's possible for us to have a peace that may not make sense to this world. A peace that, that transcends is beyond circumstances, a peace that, that it, is, it may look different from what's going on around us, a peace that is in our hearts, a peace that is internal, a peace that is eternal, a peace that Jesus has come to give. And so here is a gift for you this year, peace. As I've been reading through the Christmas story again, I see that there are times when angels appear. There are times when things happen. And a lot of the, a lot, a lot of the moments, the, the, the word peace comes in. Peace to you, for God has favored you. Peace to you. Peace on earth. Peace, peace, peace. And maybe you've come this morning and peace is something that you hope for. It's something that you desire. It's something that, that you would like, but seems so far away from your experience. Maybe peace is something that you've been chasing, or peace is some sort of illusion, or peace is something that seems others can have, but you, you, you yourself can't. Maybe, in fact, you've come in today the opposite. You, you feel tormented. You feel anxious. You feel stressed. You feel rushed. I want to say to you that peace is available because of Jesus Christ. Not because you've come to a church, not because you're doing something good, but because Jesus was given to us and he himself is the Prince of Peace. He is the Prince of Peace and he is the greatest gift that we could receive. Now, Jesus, uh, he came to earth, he was born of a virgin. And uh, today we kind of celebrate his birthday. And don't you think birthdays are are, are a little bit funny? I mean, you celebrate the fact that you were born. Guess what? You didn't do anything. You didn't even plan it. You were just born, and yet we give you a card, we give you a cake, we give you presents to say, well done for being born. But how many of us know that there is someone in the the story that actually... uh, and my wife is shaking her head, that does a little bit of work in the birth. The mum. Maybe we should give cards to mums on our birthdays to say thank you for doing all the hard work. And in the story of of, of Christmas, we see that there was a lady named Mary who God chose, who God spoke to, who God came to, and said that you are going to carry Christ. Christ. And Mary played a big part in uh, Jesus being birthed, obviously. Uh, but as, as, again, there was a time when Mary was a carrier of the Prince of Peace. There was a time when Mary carried peace, when she literally carried peace. And then she gave birth to peace. She released peace. She gave peace. And today I want to I want to look at the life of Mary just just quickly, to see how we can become carriers of peace, how we can receive peace, how we can carry peace, and how we can then give peace, how we can carry it for ourselves. So Mary, there's just a couple of things that I see in the life of Mary that are that help her to carry peace and hopefully today we can kind of catch those for ourselves and maybe put them into practice so that peace can become our portion. So here's the first thing that we see Mary did. Mary listened to what God said. Mary, listen to what God said. In verse 26 of chapter uh, of Luke 1, it says this, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. verse 29 says, confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. So, Out of the blue, for her, she hasn't planned this. She hasn't seen this coming. This angel appears to her and says that that some stuff's going to happen in her world. And in verse 29, it says, confused and disturbed, she was trying to think what he could mean. So she didn't have peace at the first part, but we see later on she will. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of Israel, of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. So she's got questions. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her, own, in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. In verse 38, Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel left her. So in a couple of verses, which probably took a bit of time, Mary went from this place of being confused and disturbed to this place of saying, Okay, I am your servant, so whatever you have said, let it happen. Mary received from God what God was saying to her. And that gave her peace. I don't think she had all of the the understanding She probably still had questions. She was probably still trying to wrestle and grapple with what was going to happen. Her whole life was about to change. She hadn't planned this. God intersected her life, and it was about to get very, very different for her. So no doubt there's stuff going on in her heart and in her mind where she's thinking about, what's this going to look like? How's this going to turn out? What are people going to think? I'm walking around pregnant. But she comes to this point where she says, what you have said, God, let it be. And because she heard from God, she had peace in her heart. She listened to what God had said, and that gave her peace. I wonder what we're listening to. What are some of the voices that you're, you're listening to? Can I, can I tell you that there are some voices that we listen to that aren't going to bring peace to your heart? that aren't going to bring peace to your soul. I don't know if anyone watches the news. I've actually tried to limit my intake of the news because I see all of this stuff that just overwhelms my soul. There's reports of this happening. There's reports of this happening. There's all of these things that take place that that can just overwhelm our souls, that can put us in this place of, of anxiety and concern and worry and stress that that we weren't actually meant to carry. Did you know that? I'm not saying you should be ignorant to what's happening in the world. There are things that we need to look for. But we should be careful to the voices that we're listening to. I'll tell you this for free. The media has a bit of an agenda. And it's not to exalt Jesus. Think about that. There, There is some stuff that's being told to us, some things that are being shown to us that, that come from a, a different perspective, that are coming with a different agenda, that are coming with a, a different point of view than what would exalt Jesus. And if we fill our minds with those things, then guess what? No wonder we feel overwhelmed. No wonder we feel stressed. But if we listen to what God says, then maybe we'll have peace. And maybe the alternative is to not just listen to every other voice or to listen to to what the world would say or even what the enemy would say to us, but to listen to what God would say. What would He say to us? Because his, His voice will bring peace. His voice will bring peace. And Mary says, as you've said, I'm not, I can't work it out. I don't understand some of it, but I'm just going to believe what you said and let it be. Let it happen. Do you know that obedience to God is a place that brings peace to our hearts? If we walk in a place of, of, of disobeying or walking outside of what God has said to us, I don't know if you've ever experienced it, but there can be this inner turmoil that comes with that. To realize, hang on a second, God has said this to me. He's shown me this and and I've chosen to walk in a different path. And this inner kind of restlessness or turmoil or uh, this unsettling in our souls can come. Obedience to God is the safest place for you to be. It's the safest place for your heart. It's the safest place for your soul is to listen to what God says and to stay in that place. So maybe there's some things in your heart right now, maybe there's some things in your world that are bringing you trouble. My encouragement is to look at what God says. Listen to what God says. Let His word, let His voice bring peace to your heart. Mary listened to what God had said. Then we see something else that Mary did. She spoke about what God had done. So she listened to what God had said, which brought peace to her heart, and then she spoke about what God had done. In verse verse 45, we read that Mary has this interaction with Elizabeth, and Elizabeth says this to her, You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. There's a good thing there, huh? You're blessed because you believed God would do what he said. There's blessing in believing what God says. The blessing of peace is there. And then Mary responded, Oh, my soul praises the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he took notice of this lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and he sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and he has remembered to be merciful for he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary has this life-changing encounter. Get this, right? Get this. Her life is never going to be the same. What she had dreamed of, what she had looked forward to, it all just changed. And she could have held on to that as some sort of in, uh, inconvenience to her. She could have been upset. She could have been like, damn, I had all these plans. I was going to be a ballerina. Mary could have had dreams and visions and hopes and goals that she was looking to achieve. And then God comes into her life and, and brings it to this point where he says, everything's going to be different. And what does she do? She doesn't complain. She doesn't start to get negative and critical. What does she do? She says, I'm going to receive that and I'm going to rejoice. And I'm going to praise God for what he's done. And she praises him and says, speaks about what he has done. Sometimes our lack of peace in life can come from looking at what God isn't doing. What God hasn't done, what's going wrong, what's out of alignment, what's not working in our lives, and talking about it. You know, you can rehearse over and over and over again and speak out the things that are going wrong in life. Or we can have an attitude and a disposition that praises God for what He is doing that sees the good, that sees what God is doing and starts to praise Him for that, rejoicing for that. I'm not talking just about some sort of positive self-talk. I'm talking about speaking out what God is actually doing in your life, praising Him for what He has done. You know, praise is a place that can bring peace in our hearts. When we rejoice in what God is doing, when we praise Him for who He is and what He's done, it opens our hearts for peace to come. But when we hold on to things that are uh, out of alignment, when we, when we talk about the things that are wrong in life, when we talk about and we keep rehearsing and keep repeating and keep telling everyone, do you know that that can breed discontentment in our hearts? That can breed resentment in our hearts? That can breed bitterness in our hearts? So listen to your lips. Listen to what is coming out of your mouth. Because Jesus said that from the abundance or the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if there are words that are coming out that are you know, negative, there are words that are coming out that are uh, discontent, then it may be showing up something that's actually going on deeper in your heart. Listen to what's coming from your lips. It will show you what's going on in your heart. And we get the opportunity to... Praise God for what He is doing. We're just recently, uh, you know, this is a community center, this building. Uh, we have so many different people come in and use this this building. Every night of the week, except for one Saturday a, a, a month, it's used. So there are different groups that are coming in, there are different uh, people that are using it every single day. We've got two Altar One campuses in here now that are using this space throughout the, the week. And uh, I found myself recently coming in to a foyer that had lots of mess and lots of dirt and grime on the floor that hadn't been cleaned properly and some other things around the building that I was like, man, I wish people would just clean up. I wish people, you know, this is such a headache. And I actually found myself complaining about what God had blessed us with. I was like, man, if only we had a different building. If only we had this other space. If only like and I started finding that I was actually getting frustrated and then I felt like God just gave me a little bit of a check in the spirit and said this is a blessing. I've given you a space that's in the heart of the community to steward. Now yes, people need to clean up. If you're part of the group that made that mess, please clean up. But don't despise what God has given to you because you're looking at something else or you're looking for something else. Maybe there's some stuff that's happened in your world that that has been, you know, it has rocked you. I'm not talking about not talking to people about that or sharing that with some people, but constantly letting that be your your speak. Because what we say can remind us of what what is actually happening. The Psalmist in Psalm 43 verse 5, he says this, He recognizes uh, that there is this this discouragement in his heart. And in verse 5, it says, Why am I so discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again, my Savior and my God. He realizes, and the ESV version will say that, My soul is actually downcast. I I, I feel troubled. I I feel... shaken. Why is that? But then he speaks to himself and he says, even so, I will put my hope in God for he is my savior, for he is my hope, for he is my peace. And sometimes we just got to speak out and remind ourselves that God is actually good, that God is still on the throne, that God is still in control, that he's still working in your life. And even though you may not have seen Everything that you wanted to see, everything that you thought you would see, God is still good and we are, and we, he is still worthy of our praise. So Mary not only heard what God had said, but she spoke of what he had done. She gave praise to him. She had every right to get upset and get, get distracted and get, you know, she's going to have to carry a baby now. She's going to have to do all this stuff. People are going to talk about her, what's going to happen in her world. But she just said, you know what, this is God's plan, and I'm just going to praise Him for that. So she saw, she listened to what He said. She spoke about what He had done. And then we see that Mary did something else, which is key to all of this. She stored in her heart both what God had said and what He had done. Jesus is born, and there is this amazement that's taking place. The shepherds come, and in verse 18 of chapter uh, chapter 2 of Luke, it says, All who heard the shepherds' story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and all they had seen. It was just as the angel had told them. So Mary has this, this incredible stuff happening. People, God is moving powerfully in this. And you've got to understand, this is like, you might have heard the story hundreds of times. There are angels. There are people that are following stars. There, 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 there is supernatural stuff happening. And everyone that's there is astonished that they see this baby that was promised, that was told about, that they come to this place and they see it. And it says, and Mary stored these things in her heart. She put them in her heart, and she thought about them, or she pondered them often. She knew what God had said, she saw what God had done, and she stored that in her heart. I wonder sometimes if we, we, we miss peace, if we lack peace because we've got stuff stored in our hearts that bring trouble, that bring concern. Here's my little storeroom. You know, in your heart, there are things that that you've put in there, things that have happened maybe, things that have have been said maybe, things that have stored into our heart. And sometimes if that builds up, it brings this disease, it brings this torment, it brings this distress. Maybe it's stuff like uh, your work situation. What's this mandatory contact register? We need that. Maybe it's stuff that's happened at work that, that you know, uh, something went wrong or someone did something or work is stressful and we, we kind of store it up. We stack it into our hearts. Or well, maybe it's things that people have said about you. Maybe it's things that were spoken about you, things that, that had been written about you, that you heard, voices that, 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 that spoke negatively or critically of you. And rather than getting rid of them, we've kind of held on to them. And we've, we've stored them in our hearts. Maybe it's chocolate. I don't know why I put that in there. i was just, for later. Maybe it's things that have happened, you know, in our families. Maybe it's it's uh, family events that have happened or, or, or certain things that have gone on in our families or relationships that have broken. Or maybe it's some stuff that happened a long time ago in our childhood. And it gets stored in our hearts and we hold on to it. And... It becomes almost part of us. And we wonder why we, we lack peace. We wonder why I can't, I can't sleep. I think about this person and, and it just gets stuck and I get angry and I get sad. And, and I think about work and, and it brings me anxiety and it makes me stressed. And, and, and just thinking about going back or I think about what someone has said. And we, re, you know, we don't realize that that's all been stored up in our hearts. And it's all sitting there. And Mary, she stored in her heart what God had said. She stored in her heart what God had done. And here's the gift that we get is through Jesus. He he gives us the opportunity, the wonderful counselor, to come and and to to, to work on these things, to, to, to lead us through that process of healing and restoration, not forgetting what had happened, Not pretending that it didn't happen, but actually bringing wholeness and healing to our hearts. Because what's more more important, I think, in the grand scheme of it than external peace is internal peace. Jesus came to not just take us from this world, but to give us peace in this world. He said, peace on earth, not peace from the earth. He, He said, I will give you peace in your world, not just peace from this world. But he wants to do the work in our hearts to bring us peace, to bring us freedom, to bring us joy, to heal those areas where we've been hurt, where we've been burdened, where where we're stressed, where we're, we're anxious, where we're worried, where we're concerned, and to bring freedom and peace. Does anyone in this room believe that he can do that? And if we believe that, then why don't we step into the reality of that? As we, as we come around Christmas, as we remember what Jesus has done, as we remember that he came into this earth, came to this world, he came to bring you peace. Peace is your portion in Jesus. Peace is what he has given you. So don't let the world take it. Don't let anyone else take it. Don't forfeit it. Don't give it up. Hold on to your peace. You know, there, there is actually a war going on for our peace right now. There is a war going on for your soul. There is a war that's happening to take you away, to to drag you into this place of darkness. And God is saying, I have come to give you life. I have come to give you peace. I have come to give you abundant life. So take hold of it this morning. Maybe... Maybe you just want to sit with God at some point during Christmas. I know that sounds kind of crazy because everything's so rushed and everything's so busy and everything's happening. But take time to sit with God and just allow Him to to go through your heart and to bring you peace. to, to, To maybe deal with some stuff that in the future is going to put you in a better place. Mary learned how to store up the goodness of God in our heart. And so it's not just getting rid of, but allowing God's word, allowing God's work, allowing the person of Jesus to fill that space in our hearts and to store up that which God has said and that which God has done in our hearts. The Prince of Peace has come and peace is available to you this morning. Regardless of what you've done, regardless of where you've been, that is the gift that is open and available to everyone in this room. And my prayer is that you don't leave this place without peace in your heart. That you don't walk out of those doors and back into turmoil, back into to d- discomfort and distress in your soul. But you leave this place with a peace, with a sense of peace that you didn't come in with with a sense of peace that maybe goes beyond your circumstances right now, with a sense of peace that perplexes you, with a sense of peace that maybe even confuses you because you don't see how it's possible that your heart now feels peace. And that is not a work of a pastor. That is not the work of the worship team. That is the work of God in our hearts. He is the one who is peace. He brings peace and he gives peace. So today... Peace be to you. Receive the peace that has come. Make space in your heart for Jesus. Open up your life to Jesus. Here is the first kind of step to that. It's giving our hearts to Jesus, giving him access, receiving that gift. Because everyone's been offered, but not everyone receives. Not everyone takes hold of the gift that Jesus has given. So today, if you've come and you're, you're uh, you, you know you don't follow Jesus, you don't know of Jesus, you've heard the story, but you haven't personally uh, come into relationship with Him, opened your heart to Him, then today is the day where that gift is available to you. And my encouragement again is: don't leave this place without making that decision, without giving your life to Jesus, without receiving what He has done for you, and receiving that peace. That only he can bring. Let me just read some of the words of Jesus to his disciples. He says this in John chapter 16 verse 33. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart because I have overcome the world. In verse 26 of chapter 14, it says, But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and he will remind you of everything I have told you. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. These are not my words. These are the words of Jesus to you this morning. Peace he gives you. Peace of mind and peace of heart. And the peace that he gives is a gift that this world cannot give. This world cannot give you the peace that your, your soul so desperately needs. And you can seek and you can strive and you can search. And you won't find it. But Jesus comes and says, I will give you peace and it's a peace that this world cannot give. I want to pray just now and maybe if Tristan if you can come and join me with your little band set up up here. And I know there's kids in here and I know there's an alpaca outside. We got they threw in a free alpaca. We get to ride it apparently. Now, you don't get to ride it. Don't ride the alpaca. I know there's stuff happening. It's a bit warm in here. But I want to pray. And I want to invite God to do what only He can do. And to bring peace to our hearts. I want to invite Him to do what He wants to do. In showing Himself as the Prince of Peace. Because this goes beyond words that are spoken from a stage. This is an internal experience with a living God who is able to give peace to your soul. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast from Grace Life Church. For more information about us or any of our services, please visit our website at gracelife.com.au.